It's Monday, September 9th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, Congress is back in session, and one topic that's on watch is gun control. We'll connect the dots on which proposals are up for debate and what the likelihood is of any of them becoming law. Then, state attorneys general from all over the country are teaming up to investigate big tech companies. We'll tell you why. And finally, Wall Street is freaking out over Kofefe. We'll explain. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about Congress. They're back in session after a six-week-long recess, and lawmakers have a pretty long to-do list. One big issue that's likely to come up ASAP is gun control. While Congress has been out of office, there have been a number of high-profile mass shootings across the country. El Paso, Texas, Dayton, Ohio, Odessa, Texas. These deadly mass shootings have renewed calls for members of Congress to do something in response. So today we're going to get into how lawmakers are thinking about gun policy right now, why gun control legislation has historically been difficult to pass, and what the prospects are this time around of passing significant reform. So let's get into it. A few of the major proposals up for consideration include limiting the size of gun magazines, aka the part of the gun that determines how many rounds it can hold. Another proposal on the table is to restrict people who have been convicted of certain hate crimes from buying a gun. It's called the Disarm Hate Bill. There's also a bill that would encourage states to pass red flag gun laws, which would mean a person can have their gun taken away if a judge agrees that they pose a threat to themselves or others. All three of those proposals have been put forth by House Democrats. And tomorrow, the House Judiciary Committee is going to meet to talk about them. To be clear, though, it's not just Democrats who back some form of gun control. For example, some Republican lawmakers have said they're in favor of red flag gun laws, too. Right now, these are all just proposals. But the House has already passed a couple of bills that the Senate could take up right now if they wanted to. Earlier this year, for the first time in 25 years, House Dems passed two pieces of significant gun control legislation. One required background checks online and at gun shows. That had some Republican support. And the other bill increased the waiting period if a potential gun buyer didn't pass a background check within three days. But neither of those bills made it to the Senate. They're still in limbo, even though polls show Americans, by and large, support stronger gun control laws. One reason those bills haven't gone anywhere is because of the National Rifle Association. The NRA was founded after the Civil War, and since then has been teaching people how to use guns. But they're more known for their lobbying work to protect the Second Amendment. You know, the right to bear arms, a.k.a. guns. Over time, the NRA has gained a lot of influence, so much so that some politicians don't really want to go against them. The NRA is big on grading politicians. Like, if a candidate votes to protect gun rights, they might get an A and a campaign donation. If a candidate votes for stronger background checks, they might be on the NRA's version of academic probation. For some lawmakers in certain districts, that might mean losing re-election. One guy who's received a ton of NRA support over the years is the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. He's been able to block all kinds of votes from coming to the Senate floor. Remember when he completely shut down President Obama's attempt to nominate a Supreme Court justice in 2016? McConnell has a lot of power. This summer, gun control advocates called for McConnell to bring the Senate back from vacay, to 
to vote on some gun control measures. He said no. But now that everyone's back, he says he'll bring something to the Senate floor if, and only if, President Trump is on board with it. Right after the shootings in El Paso and Dayton in early August, Trump tweeted that Republicans and Democrats need to work together for strong background checks. But then he downgraded his position, shifting his focus to keeping guns away from people with mental health issues. And then, days later, he had a phone conversation with the head of the NRA, and his tone changed again. Some say after that call, Trump started repeating NRA talking points. We have a Second Amendment. Let me just tell you this. We have a Second Amendment, and our Second Amendment will remain strong. Then, last week, he pivoted yet again. He said he hopes to see some sort of gun control legislation soon. And he met with a few senators about it, including Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Republican Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. They're important here because those two senators teamed up back in 2013, after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. 26 people were killed in that shooting, including young children. The Manchin-Toomey bill was supposed to expand background checks, but it didn't get enough support in the Senate. Now, after a summer of mass shootings, proposals like Manchin's and Toomey's could be making a comeback. So what's the skim? Congress is back in session, and one of the things that could be on the to-do list is gun control. But in the last few years, lobbyists have helped squash efforts to pass gun reform. So it's anybody's guess how things will turn out this time. This afternoon, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi directed a message to both Trump and McConnell. There isn't anyone in this institution or anywhere else in public life whose political survival is more important than the survival of our children and the safety of our communities. We are not taking no for an answer. While Congress sorts all this out, some companies are taking gun control matters into their own hands. Walmart has stopped selling certain kinds of ammo. And Walmart and Walgreens are asking customers not to openly carry firearms. CVS Health asks customers not to bring firearms into their stores at all. In the meantime, members of Congress are looking at how to avoid another government shutdown and whether to bring articles of impeachment against the president. So busy, busy. Outside of D.C., a bunch of state officials are launching a different kind of initiative, an antitrust investigation into Google. That's next. So you like to listen to Skim This on your way home from work, which is great because we love being your commute buddy. But if you're looking for more from the Skim, we've got you covered. Enter the Skim app. It has everything the Skim has to offer, kind of like our one-stop shop. Wake up with the news you need to start your day. Get a five-minute read for your lunch break. Check out our weekly deep dives on everything from marijuana legalization to the student loan crisis. And at 5 p.m. Eastern, listen to that day's episode of Skim This right on the app. To download, search the Skim. That's with two M's in your Apple App Store or on Google Play. Happy skimming! Silicon Valley is in the headlines again, and not just because the HBO show's final season premieres next month. Big tech companies Google and Facebook are now the targets of two new antitrust investigations, being brought by a group of attorneys general from across the U.S. Just a heads up, GV, formerly Google Ventures, is a minority investor in the skim. Anyway, here's the background. State officials and the feds like promoting healthy economic competition. In theory, competition gives consumers, like us, more options. 
But that healthy competition can break down when companies get too big, buy up too many competitors, and rig prices. And antitrust laws are meant to stop that from happening. Altogether, Facebook, Google, Apple, and Amazon, the companies sometimes known collectively as big tech, are facing a growing number of investigations from the federal government and members of Congress. Back in July, the Justice Department started investigating big tech companies for antitrust violations. Individually, some states have launched their own investigations into those same kinds of violations. But now a bunch of states are joining forces in two new investigations. The first one was announced on Friday. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced she's leading Republican and Democratic colleagues from seven states in an investigation into Facebook. Specifically, they're looking into whether Facebook had, quote, endangered consumer data, reduced the quality of consumers' choices, or increased the price of advertising. We don't know many details about the investigation, but James promised the states would use every tool they had to see what Facebook was up to. And today, we got another big announcement from Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who said he's leading an investigation into Google by 48 states, plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Here he was on CNBC this afternoon. This is a company that dominates all aspects of advertising on the internet and searching on the internet, as they dominate the buyer side, the seller side, the auction side, and even the video side with YouTube. Paxton said the investigation into Google would start by focusing on the company's advertising business, but that, quote, the facts will lead to where the facts lead. So why are states getting involved in something that federal agencies are already looking into? Turns out this isn't that uncommon, especially with antitrust investigations. States can use both local and federal laws to protect consumers. They also have strength in numbers. And by pooling resources and splitting up tasks, states can move quickly. Some argue that it's a good option if they think the feds aren't doing enough to regulate big tech. This is kind of what happened back in the 90s, when state AGs won billions of dollars from tobacco companies for lying about the dangers of smoking. And now, state AGs are going after companies that have made and marketed opioids amid a growing opioid epidemic. Silicon Valley has made lots of people lots of money in recent years. Now, antitrust investigations into Silicon Valley could put a lot of lawyers and antitrust regulators to work, too. On Saturday, nearly 1,500 people coming from the Bahamas arrived in Florida on a cruise ship. It wasn't a vacation. Passengers were fleeing the country after it had been ravaged by Hurricane Dorian last week. According to the latest numbers, the storm has killed 45 people in the Bahamas, and hundreds more are reportedly missing. An estimated 70,000 people are now homeless, and many are looking for a temporary place to stay. Some are trying to come to the U.S., But on Sunday, dozens of people on board another ferry headed for the U.S. were advised to disembark if they didn't have a visa. More details are still coming out today about why, but Customs and Border Protection reportedly blames the ferry company and says the company was supposed to coordinate with U.S. authorities to make sure everyone on board had the proper paperwork. Florida Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott 
said some visa requirements for Bahamians who have family in Florida should be waived. Longer term, though, another option is called temporary protected status. Congress passed it back in 1990. TPS gives migrants temporary legal status if they're fleeing countries that have been hurt by natural disasters, among other things. Though TBD on whether the U.S. will decide if that applies here. For more on how the asylum process works in the U.S., we've got an audio notes on asylum on the Skim app, which you can download from your app store. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from President Trump's Twitter feed. It's pretty active. So active, in fact, that J.P. Morgan has created a new index to track how Trump's tweets affect U.S. interest rates. It's called the Volfefe Index. It's a mashup of the words volatility and kofefe, which is not a word. Though it is something Trump has tweeted before, inexplicably, the new index is supposed to help analysts figure out how Trump's tweets are moving markets. How very kofefe. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to add the Skim to your morning routine, you can sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.